Yo fam, welcome to Let's Go with Nick Pags, the series that's intended to educate, motivate, and inspire you to create dynamic change in your life by challenging your regular ways of thinking and your automatic doing. The stuff that you're just doing because you're doing it and you're not really paying attention to it. This series wants to check on those, to ask you, can you be more, do more, and create more in your life? So I want to thank you for watching. I want to thank you for your time and attention. And if you dig in it, please rate, subscribe, share. You know all the good things. And if you're not, please do not tell anybody about it. Keep it to yourself. You can also keep up with me on Instagram, at NickPagsFit. I hope you enjoy the show. Let's go! What's up, fam? We are back, baby. We are back with another episode of Let's Go. It's your boy, Nick Pags. And I'm really excited today because... I got an incredible conversation with an incredible man, someone super inspiring. He is in the fitness industry, but he's way more than that. It's a whole new level of powerful, of, of um, insightful wisdom. I'm going to read you a quote that just kind of puts, it's his quote, uh, that puts this whole podcast into perspective. His quote is, make gratitude the most important meal of every day. And that's what you're going to experience today different techniques and tactics on how to access gratitude, how to use it as a platform and a foundation for your life. This podcast is filled with beauty, commitment, honor, integrity, and just authenticity from this man. So without further ado, enjoy this incredible podcast, this super exciting episode of Let's Go. What's up, fam? Welcome back to another episode of Let's Go. I got a very special guest today, my man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Noah Shaw. Far from legendary. Just, <laughs> happy, just happy to be here. Thank you, Nick, for Dude, the invite. I'm so excited. I want to give you guys a quick lowdown on how this all came about. I went to, so I'm a Lululemon ambassador. This man right here is a Lululemon ambassador. I went to uh, a speaking engagement. Actually, before that, we had ambassador onboarding. Yes. That was, so we had an onboarding session for Lululemon. Noah was there, I was there. They were doing, you know, when like somebody says stand up and it's like, let's, let's have somebody stand up and talk about X, Y, and Z and nobody stands up because they're nervous, right? And that's where I like to grab a microphone and like that jump you in. And I would and every time. Yep. So I remember I stood up and I introduced like what I was there to do today, where my intention was set, blah, blah, blah. And right after me, bam, Noah goes, well, I was like not, I was not in the mood to be here today. But I'm here, and like, Nick, thanks for jumping in, and let's do this thing. And that was the first time I was like, this dude's awesome, and I'm excited to get to know you. Um, and then I went to his speaking engagement at Soho Loft, Lululemon, and he talked about gratitude. And that's going to be our topic today, because I was blown away. So if you listen to my podcast often, it's something I talk about on a regular basis is gratitude. Um, so that's what I want to dive into today and have that conversation I'm going to let Noah introduce himself. Before I do, though, I need to give a big shout-out to this beautiful space. We're at Samsung 837 in the Meatpacking uh, District in Manhattan. And if you have never been here, you should come here. It's amazing. So I want to shout-out Samsung, uh, Samsung Mobile USA on Instagram. On Facebook, it's Samsung US. And on Twitter, Samsung Mobile US. Hashtag Team Galaxy Squad. Hashtag Samsung Experience. These guys are awesome. So Samsung, love you very much. Thanks for letting us hang today. Hashtag gratitude. Hashtag gratitude. Amen. So give us like kind of the quick lowdown so people know who we're talking to, who you are, what you do. Just give us a quick lowdown. Um, 
who I am and what I do is all a product of who I was and where I was. So just the basic labels. I'm a drug addict. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a recovering drug addict and alcoholic. I haven't had a drink since 1988. I haven't smoked weed or done any drugs since 12 years last week, two weeks ago. Um, I've been very sober, and I've been to hell and back about 15 times. Um, I've attempted to commit suicide three times. I've had people try to throw me off buildings. I've had contracts out on my life. I've been stabbed at. I've been, I've been stabbed. I've been shot at. Um, I've been to some incredibly, incredibly dark places in my life. And after coming out of the last of those dark places, I realized two things. Is that my life is meant to be in service to other people. The only way that I can survive thrive and to live is to be of service to other people and make that like my mantra and my credo is like help others. Yep. And the best way to keep my mind and my negative thoughts at bay to attempt to do that as best I can is through gratitude. When I count my blessings, I feel great. When I count yours, I feel fucked. I can go on Instagram and I was, I kept joking about this because it was like the summer and I kept like, everybody was in Mykonos and I'm like, fuck, everybody's, yeah, everybody's in Mykonos and I like, I want to go to Mykonos and then I started like going, but I, I hate EDM music. I right. fucking, I go to sleep at like 10 o'clock every night. Like I don't want to party all night long. Yeah. I don't drink and I really have no desire to be in Mykonos, but I want to be in Mykonos because everybody's in Mykonos. Isn't that crazy? You know, like it's just like the way my brain functions. It's like when I compare and this is, I say this. Over and over and over and over again. I work with clients. I'm a life coach. I'm a soul cycle instructor. Um, I have a podcast too. I have a lot of things I'm working on in my life as well. But I say this all the time, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or working with groups. When I compare, I lose. Yep. Every single time. Like, I, I was, it's funny because on the ride over here, I was listening to your podcast. Awesome. And going through your Instagram. And you had the one video of you and all the guys with the six-pack abs. Yep. And I immediately felt bad. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? But I, immediate, I immediately, like, it, I didn't feel terrible. Yep. But it was like, fuck. Yeah. I'm never going to have six-pack abs. Yeah. I'm never going to have two-pack abs. Like, I'm just going to be happy if I can get my stomach flat again. But, like, just it's just amazing. that one video, like, it's, it's seared in my brain. I could I could tell you the video frame by frame. Yep. The first guy does a crunch, and then you guys are all just hanging. Like, I know it. It's, like, locked in. Yep. That one thing, all the beautiful things. I Like, I saw the flip, the back flip with the Freedom Tower and all that thing. And I flipped, I flipped through so many pictures. But that's the one that the stuck. Yep. Yep. That one image stuck with me because I started comparing. Yeah. It's uh, at a speaking engagement for, actually, it was just a speaking engagement, Mind Body Tribe. One of the things I talked about, one of my big points was comparison is the thief of joy, which is, I think, yeah. Theodore Roosevelt, right? And what we do so much is we grasp onto things that we see. It's, all, it's, it's screwed up, but it's like a, a way of comfort. Like it's something that I see there in front of me, so let me just latch onto that, and then I have something to complain about and whine about that I don't have. And that's an easy way out. And I think that exactly like you said, the second you start putting all your thought and intention on everybody or everything else and wishing that your stuff was another way, that's when it starts to create pain.
because our lives are built on narratives, right? Like we see something, it should be X, Y, and Z way. And if they don't, if your life doesn't currently match that, you're upset. So you can do one of two things. You can change your current state, right? As a Tony Robbins would say, he would say, change your current state, take massive action, or you change your narrative. And if your narrative is staring at a six pack and saying like, why don't I have that? And that's your mission and you're not getting there. You're going to be freaking miserable all the time. And the fact is, as I say that, and I just said the words, now I'm going to retract that. If I wanted to have six pack abs, I could. Right. I just, and it's like, I look at you guys and I go, okay, so there's, there were six guys hanging there. Like the thousands of hours that you guys put in right, to, create to having that yep. physique. Yep. I don't have the, the time nor the willingness yeah, to, to do, do that. Right. I have, and as I talk about it in class the other day, in one of my soul cycle classes, I was like, we were doing crunches, and I was like, listen, I don't care if you ever have six-pack abs. I just want you to have a strong core. Mm-hmm. I want you to have a strong core mentally, physically, and emotionally. Yeah. And, sorry, spiritually. And it's like, I have a six, I have a probably a four-pack of abs spiritually, I have a six pack of abs emotionally (laughs) and I have a little bit of a gut because I'm 56 years old and I haven't been able to exercise for four years physically. But if I took all my time and I really was like in the next year, I want to get six pack abs. I could do that. I don't have the time willingness and energy to dedicate to that. And it doesn't, it doesn't hold a priority in me. Yep. At any in any way, shape, or form, not, I, would I like to wake up tomorrow with six pack abs? Sure, but I'm not going to. So it's not realistic. So when I look at it, it's this whole this the whole false narrative in my mind yep. about that's something that I want, but it's not something I want. It's something that I admire, and I'm like, hey, you guys are great, and like yeah. you look great, and I wish I could fucking rip, rip off my shirt every summer and like feel like oh shit, everybody looks at me, fucking look how hot right, I am, right, right. and especially because I work at Soul Cycle, and especially because I work in the fitness industry, the standard is these for guys yep. is these guys with great abs. Yep. Like that's the thing that everybody looks that everybody at first. Yep. And I'm Absolutely. a guy with ab. <laughs> if you're not watching this, I am five foot nine and 200 pounds. And I was five foot nine, 215 pounds 45 days ago. And I just lost 15 pounds. But you know, I just, we, we compete with ourselves. We are our own worst enemies. Isn't that crazy? It's amazing. Um, so I want to get jumping into this gratitude conversation, which all correlates with what we're talking about. Um, I want to start with asking you, like, what does gratitude mean to you? Because I've the question I've gotten a lot is, how do I access more gratitude in my life? I get DMs very, very regularly saying, you always talk about living this life of gratitude. And like, how do you start doing that? And I think the first step in starting to do something or experience something is understanding what it is. What is that thing? So, like, what is your definition of gratitude? It's kind of a hard question, actually, for me. It, well, gratitude is simply, as simply as I can put it, counting the things I have. Okay. It's awesome. what do I have? Yeah. What I do with my clients is I, you know, because I do life coaching. Um, we'll give all the details later on how you can get in touch with me if you want to. But I've been doing it for a long time, and I've been working with everybody from A-list celebrities, high-level athletes, to people walking out of prison, and the homeless. And it's counting what I have. Mm. So an example of what I do with everybody, with almost every client, with every client I have, is that one of the very first things that one of the things I have them do is every morning, 
start a gratitude list. And it can be two things. It can be six things. It can be a dozen things. Start focusing your mind, especially in the morning. People say, well, I did it before I went to sleep. I was like, no, I want you to start your mind out. I want you to start your day out with gratitude. I do two things. Gratitude and meditation are the keys to a morning. But gratitude, you start from that place of what do I have? So when I get to the place of what I don't have, which is six-pack abs, I then default and remember that I, all the things that I do have. Right. So one thing that I've started to do is I, I get up immediately in the morning, I take a piss, and I grab a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. I like iced coffee. So it's already iced. It's in my refrigerator. I pour it out. And I try to take a second, just a second, and say, man, I'm thankful. I'm grateful for this cup of coffee. Yep. Then I go just chug it down. Yeah. But just that little instant. And little practical things like before every meal, if you get your coffee from Starbucks, like before you take it off the counter, as your hand is on it, just saying, I'm grateful for this cup of coffee. Yeah. And the challenge is that people often are like, okay, I did that. But, but it's, a, it's a, a level of presence that has to be accessed in that moment of like giving thanks or being grateful. Because I know, so I went to a, a transformational training, super powerful experience. And one of the things was we were eating dinner one night together and the trainer said to us with every single bite for the next 15 minutes that you have every single bite i want you to be grateful for the bite you're taking and think about where it came from was it something organic and picked from the floor did somebody pick it can you imagine that person going and picking it was it sent here from a country far away and flown here or or gone across an ocean to get here was it, what does it smell like? What does it feel like? What's the consistency? And when I ate like that, it, I, I have chills thinking about it. I remember putting it in my mouth and being like, whoa, like I've never had a string bean that tastes like this. And it wasn't a great fancy string bean. It was a, a string bean filled with good intention. And I'm grateful thoughts. that I showed up at this event and had this lunch and that somebody put on this event, which gave work to the people in the kitchen and the waiters Boom. and the other people and everybody that works at this place that's working on this event, that they got to work today, yeah. that they get to help their families, that they get to pay their bills, that they get to pay their rent. Like you, if you really, I, I try to keep it as simple as possible to begin with, but if you really start to incorporate gratitude in your life and it is, it's the first, the last and the everything. Yep. Gratitude is everything. Yep. If you have gratitude and if you make gratitude, you're like your burning mission. It will drastically change your life. Now, I've read study after study the, you know, of Tibetan monks and people who live in extreme states of gratitude and really practice gratitude that biologically and physically they are changed. Yeah. Their blood pressure is lower. Their anxiety doesn't, is almost non-existent. Like, it's, gratitude is the key. Mm. I have a, a brief story I'll tell. Um, I'm in AA, and on you know, in AA we always talk about attitude of gratitude, attitude of gratitude. You hear it all over the place. So I had a friend many years ago, and she um, she was a mess. She came into AA a mess. She came from a beautiful family in Beverly Hills, a lot of money in the movie business, and she ended up a crack whore on the streets of LA, like literally from like the wealth, one of the wealthiest families in Beverly Hills, to a crack whore on the street of LA. Mm. Got sober, put her life together was a talent agent, a big movie mogul, and all that sort of stuff. And on her 10-year anniversary of being sober, she had planned this trip to Nepal 
to meet this Buddhist monk on a mountainside. She like flew to India and then climbed a mountain on yaks and with guides and came to this monastery. And <laughs> it's, it's amazing. I love this story. And she got, you know, she got to the monastery. It was her gift to herself for being sober for 10 years. Yep. And she was shown to a room and said, tomorrow you'll meet the master and a simple meal with the other monks. And everybody was quiet. She ate in silence and felt the beauty and was crying during dinner because it was so beautiful. And the next morning woke up, had breakfast, and was shown into the room with the, the enlightened one. Mm -hmm. And she walked in and she sat on pillows across from him and he had the flowing robes and everything was beautiful. And there was candles and there was incense and everything was set up and it was beautiful. And he said, my child, tell me your story. And she told him everything. She unburdened herself at a level which she'd only done once before in her life when, as part of the steps in AA. And at the very end of it, he said, my child, what a beautiful story. It sounds like you need an attitude of gratitude. And no she's way. like, she had gone thousands of miles and climbed a mountain and waited to hear this enlightened man say something that she heard every single yep. day. Yep. And from here in the meatpacking district at Samsung, shout out um, to, a, to you know, a Buddhist monk in a monastery, the answer is the same, gratitude. Yep. I count what I have. Isn't that amazing? I think, I think so many times we often try and complicate. And, and the question that comes in for a lot of people is, how do I access that gratitude? How do I become more grateful? Write a gratitude list every morning. It, like, and With that's an actionable step. Even, even beyond that, just... Just do it. Like, and I know it sounds so silly, but I'm just like Nike that shit, man. Just do it. Just, just think about it, and and say like, look at this situation. I was talking, my previous guest, um, 25 years old, just diagnosed with stage three testicular cancer two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and good buddy of mine. He actually posted a story today, and talking about our podcast, and he was just like, he's so excited for this journey of cancer. Yeah. And I'm like, what the actual fuck? Gratitude. Like 25 and out of nowhere, first they were telling him he's got a year to two years. Then, okay, testicular, it's curable. We can make this happen. And now he's going into chemo this afternoon again and like just has this like fiery passion, has a list of four things that he does every day and he's just going to do it. He's going to get it done. I committed to these four things. I'll find a way. And it's, it is such an inspiring thing to hear that, but it's because he's grateful for the opportunity to go through cancer. Yeah. And I asked him, I said, it, like in our conversation, is that something that you're like, I'm not, I'm happy I got it, but is there like a level of um, gratitude that sits in this situation? And he's like, look, I don't want cancer. Nobody wants cancer. It's, it's ugly. It sucks. But I'm learning a lot about myself and, and how capable I am. And it's just like so inspiring to me that we can use gratitude as like a tool. I'm, I, I went, like I've said before, I mean, with, with drugs and alcohol has brought me to some of the lowest places yeah. you could ever imagine. Um, I'm a convicted felon drug dealer. Like mm -hmm. I've been not, nothing violent, just weed. So I don't want anybody to think I'm a dangerous human being roaming the streets, but I've been to some really, really, really dark places and, and I'm grateful for every minute of it because, because I've been to that place. I'm grateful for it because I've moved past it. Now I'm able to help others. And I'm able to, people tell me I'm in a really dark place. I go, cool. So have I, I've been there and yeah. I got out. Yeah. So I'm grateful for everything I went through because I've turned it into 
a tool to connect with other people and to help them get out of that dark place. Yeah. So I'm grateful for the, all the pain, all the suffering, everything I went through. I'm not grateful for what I put my parents through mm. and my loved ones, but I'm grateful for what I went through, which was my own disease, um, because it's given me a place to teach from and to help others to heal from. Yeah. So I'm grateful for it. Yeah. I can't be angry. People are like, why am I an alcoholic? Why am I an alcoholic? I'm like, I, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I am. So what am I getting? So, so what? Like my, one of my favorite things, like, so what? People are like, well, my boss is an asshole. I'm like, so what? Yeah. You know, like if we keep saying so what to all of our problems, then we minimize and we make our problems like really as minuscule as they are. Yeah. Because they're not really that big. Yeah, it's, it's very rare, if ever. You can always make it as big as you want, but you could also make it as insignificant as you want. Yeah. And it's that so what, now what mentality. And I, I've seen it over and over with every level of everything with clients, whether it was life coaching stuff or it was a personal training client or in a group class people having these problems that are so, I mean, people telling me that their day is ruined because they broke their nail because they got their nails done yesterday. Like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, dude, come on now. Like, look at what you're letting run you right now. And just as you're letting that negative situation run you, what if you let that one positive thing that happened this morning run you? So like your cup of coffee that just there was another cup of coffee for you today. What if when you sipped it, it was like so beautifully warm and it just felt right and you took a moment to think about that and that ran you today. And we choose what runs us and what not, what doesn't. It's really easy to stick into oh, the negative dude, shit. Let me just throw this in there. I teach 14 soul cycle classes a week, at least five times a week. Somebody, because I'm always there before class and I'm yep. that guy that's like there 45 minutes before class and the guy that's there 45 minutes after class talking to riders. And I, at least four or five times a week, I'll have somebody walk in and go, God, I need this class. I'm having such a bad day. Yeah. And I, I, every time I stop them, I go, okay, can I ask you just three questions? And does someone just want to check on you? And they'll be like, sure, I'll answer three questions. I go, do you have food? Do you have shelter? Do you have clothing? And they'll be like, yeah, of course. I'm like, now, tell me how bad your day is. Right. Yeah. You have a, you are with you. If you had food, shelter, and clothing, and you're at a soul cycle class carrying around a smartphone yep. and like you're in the middle of the day or even early evening, your life is so much better than like a huge majority of people in the world. Yeah. And there are beggars in the streets of India smiling mm -hmm. and joyful and peaceful at the lives they're living. Yeah. So like, tell me about your bad day. It's always, you might, you hey, might, man. you might, you might have, and you probably have had some feelings. Feelings are not facts. Mm -hmm. Feelings are not your day. You may have had a couple minutes that didn't feel good because you allowed it to upset you. Right. And that's that's real. People allow their feelings to become the, their truth. All right. And that's when the problems happen. I do it as well. Yeah. You know, oh my God, this person Absolutely. sucks and they hate me and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that shit happens. But I'm not having, I don't, I have, I don't really think I have any bad days anymore. I don't, that's I think awesome. that's something that I've sort of like grown past with realization of gratitude. It's like, I know even if it starts to creep in, I will stop myself and go, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Your and you can do fine. that all the time. And, and I think that people think it's a cheesy, like if you, if you have the balls to be sitting on a microphone and discussing it, people often look at you as like, oh, he's the lucky one who figured out how to make gratitude a thing or he's lying or it's like. Because I, I, I really think people think this about me. The, the question that I always get is, 
how do you always stay so energized? How do you always stay so positive? My, and I really say, how do you not? Like, how do you not? I'm in a freaking Samsung bubble right now of this amazing studio that, like for me, how could I not? And I've had shit happen this morning that if I put my attention into the negative stuff that happened today, negative, I would be living in a bad place right now. I'd be cranky to be here. I'd be frustrated that this other stuff happened this morning. But those things are there because they make the really amazing moments even more amazing. And I think for me, like, I, I just get, I struggle when people are like, how are you this? How are you so positive? I'm like, it's a choice. It's a freaking choice. You're talking to a guy right now that's been suicidal three times. Tempted. Like, tempted. Tempted. Not even and, suicidal. I've been suicidal a thousand times. Right, right, Tempted right. it three times. And went for it. And, yeah. like, and then you think about that, and he's sitting here like, positive and inspiring others to be in a good place dude like look at what you're doing wherever you are just take a second take a deep breath stop that's another thing that's huge for me is like just stop whatever you're going you you get on this cycle it's kind of like a bike and just to stay so that you don't fall you're trying to like ride 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 to keep your balance and sometimes you just got to stop the bike put your feet down okay let's let's pause right here just for a second if you are listening to this podcast it means you have a smartphone yep. or a computer. Yep. Just that. Yep. Just stop yeah. what you're doing, whatever you're doing, wherever you're walking, just stop for a second and just realize that. Yeah. That you either have a computer or a smartphone. Like you have a computer or you have a computer in your pocket. Yeah. Computer, pocket size computer. Like the unbelievable gift of that. Like the gratitude, like holy shit. Yeah, I can text my friends. I can go on Instagram. I can listen to a podcast. I have the time to listen to a podcast. Like just start breaking out the gratitude in the minutia. Yeah, and I tell people to just start, start, start simply. Like leave a journal or a little notepad or wherever you want to do right by your coffee maker or your coffee mug in the morning or wherever you get your coffee from, and just or or it's on the bathroom or the toilet wherever it is wherever you start your day. So it just. We're creating habits. Yeah. And habits begin habits, beget habits, beget habits. So it may start small. And you may write three things like, I'm grateful for my husband, I'm grateful for my yeah. wife, I'm grateful for yeah. my kids, I'm grateful for my parents, and I'm grateful I'm pooping this morning. Yeah. And I'm regular. It may be the simplest, stupidest thing. And then you'll find yourself, the more you do it, and it may be the same thing on the next day because you haven't really got it yet. But just give your, and like, write down the fourth thing be like, I'm grateful I did this list. Right. Just it's simple steps. Yeah. Let's 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 circulate back to this so so this makes more sense. Were you born with six pack abs? No. No. How did you how 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 many years did you work until your abs were yeah, like dude, we could talk the twelve about it pack? Forever. So it took yeah. you, but it started out with small habits, right? Yep. It started out like you went to the gym one day yeah. and you're like, this is something I want to do. I want to get in super great shape. And then you slowly, you didn't, you didn't like do 20 sit-ups yeah. and then have six-pack abs. It took years, yeah. but you started out with some fucking crunches or some sit-ups or something super simple. And even and, deeper, just to keep going with this yeah. theme, which is really interesting, is like the thing that comes up next for us as someone watching it, and it's, it's either you do what Noah's saying, like, okay, we're looking at the situation and stay away from the comparison and just like take on my journey and get started there. What happens next is, you know, and I was talking to a woman in the airport last night. She goes, you're lucky with those good genes 
and like immediately shifted it to like the reason why you have this is X, Y. And I'm like, hold on. It, thank you. Maybe I do have great genes. And like I committed to a healthy lifestyle. I'm, I often in the space of gratitude say thank you for the fact that my mom never let me play a video game ever a day in my life. And what that meant was, and she demanded that I go outside and play soccer or do something on a trampoline or like run around before I came and did my homework. Weird mindset for a mom. Usually it's get inside, do your homework, and then you can go play video games so I don't have to deal with you. My mom was saying, get outside, go play, exercise, do what you do. Then you get to come in and do your homework. I wish I, wish I had the name, and I don't have the name, but somebody showed me an Instagram account the other day of a woman who is 74 and ripped. The problem is, not the problem, but the interesting thing is she didn't start working out until she was 60. 60. I read about this 60. woman. Yep. And she just looked like, looked like me, a little older, more gray, yep. and a little more and like out of shape. Mm-hmm. And at 60, she now has like triceps. She's yeah. like, biceps are killing it. She didn't have good genes. She had good work ethic. Yeah. She had a desire. She had passion. Honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. Those, that's the how of everything. Honesty, where, where, I, where am I really? Yep. What am I really working with? Open-mindedness, I'm open to like change. Yep. And willingness, am I willing to do the work that it takes to get to where I want to be? Absolutely. Am I honest enough? Do I really, am I, you know, do I have the, will I really do this? Yeah. So that's your how in things. If you're honest and open-minded and willingness, you can do anything, not anything in the major sense of I can be president. You know, right. maybe you could. I don't know. These days, anybody can be president, apparently. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry if I offended any listener, but, like, it apparently seems just up for grabs, you know, 45 <laughs> people running on the Democratic side. And, um, okay, we won't get into politics, but, like, you, you, you can bring yourself to levels that you've never thought about and change things that you never, you thought were unchangeable in your life through honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. Yeah. And they all are set in that gratitude space. Every single one of them. Absolutely. Like if you access those, gratitude is in there. So again, because one of my missions on this podcast today was to answer the people who keep asking me that question. How do you live a gratitude-filled lifestyle? What does that mean? What does that look like? Like that question for me, it's not a quick answer, but the tasks are quick. For me, the five-minute journal, simple. I, I, I got it as a gift, five-minute journal. It sits by my bed every day. I've been doing it for three weeks. It, it asks me, it's very simple. In the morning, it has a little quote, which is always cool, and then it's three things you're grateful for. I will not waver from this. I drank too much this weekend and was at like a Michelob Ultra event, which was super fun, and I slept in one morning and forgot to do it. Other than that, I will not waver from and that's, it. But that's okay. Yeah. We're not, this is not about perfection. Yep. There is no state of perfection. Yeah. There What's is interesting no. is the next morning that I did it, it asked me, what was I grateful for? I wrote, I'm grateful that I missed a day. Yeah. Because what it did was like remind me how important it is because I felt the difference. So like, again, how do we see things? What is your perspective telling you? If you live in a space of I'm always trying to prove myself right about life sucking, life will always suck. Isn't that it's just will, the truth. It, and it it's it's not even like I'm trying to prove myself right that life sucks. As soon as my mind goes to that place, 
circumstances and energy, and I'm a big believer in the energy of the world because we are we are made of electricity. I yeah. talk about this all the time. Our hearts beat because of an electrical spark in our hearts. That's not hippy-dippy bullshit. That's science. Mm-hmm. So if there's electricity inside of us, when I create the energy of God, I'm in the worst place, it starts to compound because we attract what we put out. I always use this sort of like reminder with a lot of people I talk to of when you were younger and you were in kindergarten or elementary school and they gave you magnets for the first time and you went the magnets and they, they clapped together and you're like, oh, that's super cool. So cool. And they were like, then turn now turn the magnets around. And you try to turn around and if you're like me, a knucklehead, you tried like hell over and over and over to push them together because they wouldn't go together but trying. I was stubborn. But, so if we know that we're made of electricity. We know that we're magnetic. We know we know this. This is science. We know that we are magnetic. Uh, human beings are magnetic. So when somebody comes into your life and you're like, oh, that person sucks, it's not that they suck yep. or that you're so great. It's that you're the magnets turned the other way. Their, ma- their energy just doesn't align with you. Yeah. And when you meet somebody whose energy aligns with you, like I did with you, and you're just like, oh, I'm going to know this dude for, like, for a while, and yeah. I'm going to get something from him. So we attract people that match our magnetic resonance, our frequency. Yeah. And we control, our minds control our magnetic frequency. So if I'm starting to think I suck, life will start to suck and I'll start focusing on all the places that I'm, all the things that I'm missing, all the things I don't have and it will begin to suck. And you can then genuinely say, yeah, my life sucks because you've created that. Yeah. And if your mind controls your magnetic frequency, which is what you just said, I believe. Yes. If that's the case, then it can change, right? So your thoughts can adjust your magnetic energy. For example, for me that I can think of right away, there's a person at work that I've been closely working with for the past year and drives me crazy. The dude drives me crazy. He, he's one of those people that just loves to watch you burn type of guy. And, uh, and it's been so interesting because my mom always taught me and my dad always taught me, do the right thing. Like just no matter what, kill him with kindness is the term that she always used. I was, I was kill him with that. kindness, right? So that was my mission for the past year. Kill him with kindness, kill him with kindness. And it wasn't working. It was actually getting worse for whatever reason. And I just trusted that I will, it wasn't like I stopped trying to put the energy on it. And I, it wasn't like a walk away. I don't need you in my life. Like get you out of here. It was just, I'm going to serve my space with such positive energy that like he's either going to do the opposite and like he'll be the South and, uh, and, and I'll be the South and he'll just like zoom, go the opposite way yeah. or well, I'll, I will change his thoughts, mind, and perspective and change his energy, and we'll start to connect. And I'm telling you, a little over a year later, things are starting to shift for the first time, which is blowing my mind after a year. And that's small in the grand scheme of things. For a lot of us, we might be trying to change things that could take 20 years, 30 years, and that's okay. Trust that if you're doing the right thing, if you're living in your truest self, that that will it'll start to adjust. The energy Listen, will be created. Eight, about eight years ago, I was working in a rehab in, in LA and they hired this, they hired this guy to come in and run the rehab. And then he had to step away for some medical work. And then his wife ended up coming in to run the rehab. And day one, I did not, there was just something about her. Mm. She did not like me. I did not like her. 
and I'd be like, hey, hey, how you doing? What's going on? And she'd be like, she was on my ass for every little thing, every little detail, and I just felt like it was all personal. I didn't, like, at any point consider that her husband was in dealing with a severe medical issue yep. and was in pain and that she had, she had not only had to take over her husband's job but deal with the fact that her husband was going through that. That never crossed my mind. Yeah. It was, she sucks, I'm awesome, let's keep it, go, keep it going now. Can't wait till she fucking leaves. And I went to some a great teacher of mine, and he said something. Then, of course, that you just said, you got. I was like, I got a problem. He goes, Oh, you got it. You got a kindness test. And I was like, What do you mean a kindness test? He goes, You got to kill her with kindness. Yeah. He goes, You have a kindness test. And I was like, A kindness test. Like how kind? How he's like, How kind can you be? You got to kill her with kindness. Short version of the story is yesterday I was texting her because it was her birthday the day before, and I was like, I'm going to come see you in L.A., Amazing. and she's like, can literally one of the people that I love the most in my life, and I, I divine incredible inspiration from her, mm. and she's a life coach, and she's somebody that maybe will be on this podcast someday if you do, and somebody yeah. from L.A., um, uh, but she's an incredible human being, and her husband's an incredible human being, and they're two people that I love, and it's like it wasn't me, and it wasn't them. It was my. It wasn't that I sucked so bad, or that they sucked so bad, or I was so wrong and they were so wrong, or I was so right and they were so right, wrong. It was just shifting my mind. Our thoughts become things. Yeah, it's know? taking. There's so much in that story, but one big part of it that I heard is taking responsibility. You chose to shift your thought process, yeah. which immediately shifted the situation. And the other thing that I'm hearing is there's there's so much focus on what everyone else is doing wrong or how she's nasty or she's supposed to be a certain way. Again, your narrative says for someone to be nice, they need to do X, Y, and Z. And it's the second that you release that, and this is huge if you're trying to access more gratitude in your life. I think that one big play in that is immediately think of the other person. Always get out of your own head. Because in your own head, the only place where the negative, the scary, fear, uh, self-limiting beliefs, they only exist in your head. They don't exist in the real world. They only exist within you. So if you're going to stay in that house and it's just going to be there, you will feel uh, one of the, oh my gosh, it's my favorite quote of all time. A coach of mine one time said to me, when in doubt, focus out. When all your shit's building up, when you're scared, when you don't know what to do, when you're angry, when you're frustrated, focus out. Out. So, for example, in this situation with Noah, the moment that your teacher told you, like, you got a kindness opportunity, your thing went from, this is my problem, I've been, like, hated by this woman, she's doing this, Poor, this, poor this. me. Poor, poor me. me. The victim. Yep, victim, victim mentality. And the second you became the uh, victor over the victim and decided, I'm going to kill this person with kindness, I'm going to take responsibility, I don't know what this person's going through, you stepped out of that empowerment for you and for her just was created and this connection was created it's such a beautiful story there's so much in there i said i said something yesterday i was sitting at lunch with somebody who i greatly admire and we have these sunday lunches after my class after my after my 12 o'clock class maybe we sit and we talk and she's one of my dearest friends and i just i blurted it out i said i'm not a victim of my thoughts mm. i'm not a victim oh. of my thoughts and it's like I realize how often I and many others have thoughts that we think are real. Mm. And another, another shorter version is an old version that was taught to me years ago was feelings aren't facts. Yeah. 
That's not truth. Just because I feel some way, it doesn't mean it's a fact. Yeah. The L train is not out to get me. Yep. My Uber drivers, <laughs> my Uber driver nearly drove me into the tunnel heading New Jersey today and like bailed at the last second. And I was like, it, I was like, I was quiet and I let him work through it. And then he went the wrong way. Then he went the wrong way again. And I still got here on time. Yep. I have been the guy that's been like, oh my God, I can't believe he's taking this long. And driving. Oh my God. But like, as soon as I start thinking that, I get frustrated, I get angry. It's like, we are, we are so powerful in both finding the positive and negative in our lives that we underestimate our superhero strength of our mind and how much we can accomplish. Now I am not as energetic as you. I am as passionate as you to help others. I can't, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm, I'm old. I'm not built to have as much energy. I had that much energy when I was doing coke in the 70s and the 80s. <laughs> bouncing around New York City. I am like not doing coke on a regular basis. On the unstoppable just, force that I was. And I can be an unstoppable force now. I just move a little slower. Yeah. You know? But it's like, I see that in you, and I love that in you, and it inspires me, and it moves me. Mm. So I attach myself to you and your energy yeah. to pull me along and bring me along on things like this. And then on my things, you know, when I do a talk and I'm sitting and my my demeanor is much more quiet but it doesn't mean that you and i don't connect we connect because our magnets match and isn't it amazing that like and and i'm not blowing smoke up your ass i mean this in the truest sense i watched that talk and the first thing that came to mind was when i saw you at the loft was i get to access a little more composure and um like controlled energy and focus on like allowing wisdom to run me a little bit sometimes rather than just the, the high energy stuff. So it's amazing that we see the love and beauty in each other and we serve each other. Yeah. That dish of this is what I need, this is what I get to have, blah, blah, blah. Like I think that that is so cool, but that only comes from this space of you could, this is where we, we are totally the same, you could be like, he's got that energy, he's got that six pack. Uh, why not me? Why? Like now I'm almost 60. Screw my life. I'll never have that energy. You could do that shit and you don't. Just like I could say, I'm not old enough to be wise. I'm not smart. I haven't had enough life experience. I haven't gone through three bouts of trying to commit suicide and been an alcoholic and gone through all that. I haven't done that. What do, what makes me have the right to get on a microphone and talk to people about living a life of gratitude? What the fuck am I doing here? I could do that too, but I choose not to because I know within myself, it's not a comparison game. It's that I am capable of serving someone else in whatever that way looks like. You know what so I'm saying? So I want to throw something back to, <clears throat> I didn't hit the cough button. I just coughed. <laughs> we have cough buttons. Have it's cough so cool. Buttons. It's so, almost um, fun to hit them. But I want to throw it back to something. I was listening to your podcast um, on the way over here because mm-hmm. I wanted to hear how you did it. You know, I mean, if you're going to go do somebody's podcast, you should listen to it. Right. I've had so many people on my podcast who are like I'm like, did you listen to the podcast? I'm like, no. I'm yeah. like, well, how do you how do you know what I'm going to do? Like, you it's, we have to prepare for life. That's the way it's distraction. But I was listening to your conversation with Jess Glazer, and I want to give a huge shout out. She sounds incredible and amazing, amazing and all that. Amazing. And you guys were talking about showing up. Yep. About showing up for the gym and showing up for things. And I have it was like showing up for the gym, being available, being showing up for the gym, showing up to work out, just showing up, and. On the spiritual and emotional side of that, 
not on the physical side of it. I, I call it being available. Love it. So, well, you say, how can I possibly be? Because I haven't done all this. Yep. How could I possibly be? Well, the only way you can be is to make yourself available. Mm -hmm. And by doing this podcast, you're making yourself available. By taking actions to help others, you're making yourself available. The more I make myself available to help and to serve and to, with intention, make myself available to help other people. Then we become, then we find the wisdom. The wisdom comes, the knowledge comes, the words come. They come intuitively because you've made yourself available for that. I have, and I talk about this a lot when I teach it in my work, and that I believe intentions are great. An intention without action is just a good idea. That's all it is. That's all it is. You have to follow through on the action. So I find myself a lot of times going, People will be like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, good. I'm like, how are you doing today? That's making myself available. Mm. That's asking a question. And if they go, I'm good. And then going like, well, why aren't you great? Like following up. Yeah. Making yourself more available to be a listener. Yep. Rather than a speaker. I find out, I find much more people want to be heard. Totally. Than, 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 than even seen. Like they love putting pictures on Instagram. The most vocal people on Instagram and the most picturesque people on Instagram want to be, everybody wants to be heard. They want to be seen, but they want to be heard in this day and age of everything's a photograph. Everything's a video. Everything's an image or a brand. Am I hearing you? Yeah. Another little trick. And I'll throw this out there. If you ask somebody how they're doing while they're talking to you, watch their lips. Yeah. When anybody's talking to you, watch their lips. When I watch somebody's lips as they speak, I'm not formulating my reply. Interesting. Interesting. If I really focus on somebody's lips when they're speaking, yeah. it's a trick I learned from a Buddhist monk years ago. Buddhists have all the answers. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm Buddhist adjacent. I'm not like, I'm not, I won't say I'm enough knowledgeable enough to say that I'm a Buddhist, but it's the one thing that resonates the most to me. But watching somebody's lips when they're speaking, yep. you are not thinking about your reply. Isn't that the truth? And, and, and when it comes to connection with someone, when it comes to creating community or creating energy with somebody, the second you're trying to all like give a reply already, you've lost the connection because you're not caring about what the person is saying. Not in a mean way, like yeah. I, I might care about you and what you're saying, but you're not if you're looking to, it's a looking good conversation, right? I just wanna look good, so I'm already formulating the next thing I'm gonna say so that I look good. And it doesn't matter what Noah says. And that's what I, for me, and it's beautiful that you're bringing this up. That's what this podcast stands for. What I said to Noah when we started and what I said to everybody before this is, as much as Noah's got one of the craziest stories ever. Like, if you want to learn about him, and we'll dive into, like, talking about his podcast so that you can go check his out. Uh, is it live yet? It's, it's, a, it's called, I mean, it's been live. Yeah, we have yeah. like 150,000 listeners, unique downloads. So but the first, it's called I'm Here to Help. It's on iTunes and Stitcher. And the first three episodes are my life story. So if you want to just like have something to do in between Nick's podcasts, first, listen to the first three episodes. And then so like, to because your story is amazing and, it, and it's important. And, and I think you give people so much hope with your story. And one, one of the things I said to him was your story is sick. 
And what we're doing here today is a conversation. It's not an interview, right? Because yeah. I think I think what happens is, and there's a space for like interviews. There are plenty of podcasts that are interviews. It's awesome. What I love about this podcast is it's a challenge for me, selfishly, to have beautiful conversation. You won't hear me doing like list of questions, list of questions. It never happens because what brings me joy and energy in this podcast is conversing like we're doing right now where we're like bouncing off ideas like oh yeah I had this story or this reminds me of or I love the way you said that you know like that to me is what creates energy and and what's going on right now this is what people vibe off of and this is my personal opinion of course but this is what people love is to hear true authentic thoughts that come from just being in the space and being in the room together and having that conversation you know what I mean just, just being available. Being available. Being available. There it is. Making ourselves available to help others. If two people listen to this, and if, I, if 500 people listen to it and two go, wow, and they wake up tomorrow morning and they start mm-hmm. doing gratitude lists and they make themselves available to like help others, then we win. Yeah. And we've won already by not thinking about ourselves right. for this, what it's going to be an hour by talking about how can we help other people. Yeah. And what's really interesting is the second, so people I think get scared to do that. And what I mean by that is they they think, I won't have anything to say if I don't think about what I should say next. So let me, and this, this is a superpower of mine that I can, and I know it is of yours because I'm watching you do it. I don't care to try and look good with a statement I'm about to make because I'm confident that whatever I say in response to you, if I'm fully present, will be way more powerful than what I could have made up on my own. I really believe that. Like, if I'm with you in the moment, and I'm hearing what you're saying, and then the second you say whatever you finish saying, and I go with that moment, and I take a deep breath, and I'm present to it, and I formulate what is coming up for me, that's what creates authenticity, right? And authenticity, it's the most, oh my God, it makes me want to throw up using the word now, because everybody, I went to this event this weekend, and there was a discussion on like social media strategy, right? And one of the things that always comes up is authenticity. How do you be more authentic on Instagram? Which blah, blah, blah. Paradox. It's, it's exactly. So this one kid was trying to ask this guy, Charlie, who's a Nike athlete, lost uh, 150 pounds in a year, like crazy story. Um, and he started this wave of Nike athletes who aren't pro athletes. They're just people. And he created that. And one of the things he said, this kid was trying to ask a question, like, how essentially do you sell authenticity? Like, how do you sell it on your Instagram? Because I want people to buy in. And he stopped him. He's like, you're having trouble answering this, asking this question, because authenticity is not a marketing strategy. And when he said that, I was like, let's go. It was so So awesome. It's not a marketing strategy. The second you're trying to sell the authentic you, you lose. You're no longer authentic. You're doing it with... Um, another intention in mind, not just to be you. And that is what I I experienced from you so greatly. And I'm so appreciative to be sitting here with you and hear you be just your, and you're, you're never anything different. We've been in the same room four or five times. And every single time, Noah is the same fucking Noah every time, every time. And it's so inspiring. You know, what drives me absolutely bananas and it shouldn't drive me bananas, but it does because I, I think, cause I'm, I'm sort of now on the Instagram 
on the Instagram. I just call it the Instagram. On Instagram, I'm the I'm the I'm the old man yelling, "Get off my lawn!" Yeah, and like, and I see all the and I and then I'm also leaning out my window and I'm seeing all the kids making all the mistakes that I made and I just yeah. want to go like, ah, yeah, you don't have to do that. You don't, to do you don't have to do that. Don't don't. That's you're wrong. So I I have a couple people that I know and are part of my life. I'm not friends, but part of my life, and. I know them on a personal level because, however, and the person they are or that they portray on Instagram is so far removed from the person they truly oh. are that it's, it's, it's so painful to watch for me when they post like, oh my God, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And it's like posting fucking namaste and like all this like incredible quotes from all these people and not living any of it. Any of it, man. My, I've tried to recently, I looked back and I was like, listen, I want to have, I want to have 10,000 followers. You're really close. And if anybody knows anybody, they should follow and they should Please, tag dude. Nick so we can get to Nick so he can get the swipe up thing. I need swipe up. <laughs> I need swipe up. You're, you're close up. enough. You're going to get it in a second. <laughs> but the, the point being is that I looked back and saw what people liked on my Instagram, not because of what they liked. Like I got a bunch of likes, like I want to generate likes, what connected with people. Yeah was just me talking. Mm -hmm. It was like, I put up a quote or like even a quote and like in a fancy like word, like with cool font and stuff like that. And it didn't get, didn't get a lot of likes. And I don't care about the likes or the viewership or where the, the, I can't remember the word of the connectorship or whatever it is. Impression. Impression and yeah. engagement. engagement. That's what it is. I care about the engagement because if somebody engages and watches the video, that means it's making a difference. Yeah. I don't give a shit about how many likes or how many followers I have. If I'd like to have 10,000, I don't. I don't really care. I'm just here for the people I have. No. And with that with that opportunity, I'm going to make myself available to be my authentic self. Mm. So I just record myself and I put it up. It's usually an IGTV and I put up a little preview on on Instagram yep. and that's it. And I just talk about what's going on with me yep. and as being as honest as I can. What's really bugging me last week, I put up one where I was standing out in the street and this jogger came by and I was standing outside. He slammed into me, knocked me into a street sign, Jesus. dropped my phone. And my instinct, because of old Noah, who still lives in my mind, was to grab my phone and he's jogging and I can run even at my age, I can have a bad knee. I can run faster than he's jogging and to go follow him and at least get, at the very minimum, give him a fucking piece of my mind and to possibly kick the shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah. And I put that up because that's my truth. Yeah. That's what went through my head. In that minute, in that like second after he hit me, and I was screaming out like, fuck you, down the street, which I did scream out, but I didn't chase him and I didn't beat his ass. That's progress. Yeah. And I was really real about that. Yeah. Like, Jeez. and I'm just that. So that's what I've been focusing on is just being my authentic self at its core, being vulnerable, being available, being here, being present, and being accountable personally accountable for who I am and being real about that. So other people feel like it's okay to be real about themselves. And if that's your mission and what I love is how authentic that is, is like, it's truly just honestly you. And I what I love, if you go to Noah's Instagram, the videos, literally it's him with the camera right in front of his face. And it's just, he's just talking and it's like nothing pretty, nothing fancy. It's fucking raw material. And 
I'll be honest with you. It's not going to get the most likes in the beginning. People won't be like, wow, go look at how pretty that page is. And who gives a shit? What you'll get is a hundred authentic followers. People who are like, I need this. This is special. And the thing, the thing about our, the line of work that we're in, inspiring, motivating, connecting, creating community. Helping. Helping. Serving. That's absolutely spot on. Those are like the two that, that it's are all the service. biggest. It's all service. It's all service. In a service space, it's not, um, how do I say this? Like, it's not trendy in that if you go to someone's cool page with like dope workouts or um, really sexy pictures, that's the, the egoistic mind wanting something right away. Like, I follow a lot of really smoking hot girls on Instagram. Why? Because they are an immediate gratification thing. Like, oof, she's beautiful. Let me double tap that. And like they're just taking pictures of in bikinis of their butts, and you that's mean, it. And like they're getting somebody else is taking their pictures. Exactly, <laughs> of these massive yeah. followings. Yeah. And uh, like I'm not trying to take like bikini pics. Have I used it? And and I'm straight up about this. Have I used the six pack game as a way to get people onto my page? One hundred percent. And it's something I'm really proud of. I worked really hard for the physique that I have. But if you go to my page and you actually look at what's going on, if you look at the caption, if you listen to the videos, if you see the recordings, it's all me, as authentic as I can freaking get. And that's something I admire about your page. It's not about being cute. It's about a willingness to open up and be authentic. And that may be a long process, but long ball, doing it the right way, I'm all about that. And I don't want to go back and reiterate something that I sort of like overshadowed is that when I was going through your page, the one that brought up the most emotions was the one about the six-pack abs. Mm -hmm. The one I connected to the most was you doing the flips and talking about being free and the freedom that we have in our lives and the freedom and the joy. You were doing a flip with the Freedom Tower and I read the whole thing and I read read a bunch of them. I read, you know, I love... I, unfortunately, for some god unknown reason, I wasn't following you until this morning. Until I was like, "Why am I not following that?" That's it's, crazy. It was so weird. So I am now. <laughs> so I've got some more scrolling to do. Don't don't be uh, weirded out if you see some likes from like two <laughs> likes years ago. Um, but it was like that's the one that resonated with yep. me. It was like that freedom that I live in freedom now. That I yeah. don't that that I choose when I am angry and disappointed and sad and frustrated. And I feel stuck and I feel in a bad mood or I'm having a bad day. I realize that the freedom that I have now through what I've, the gifts I've been given by the people who've taught me that I have the freedom to change that in a second. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? I love Any it. Any second. Oh, that's awesome. I know we're running low on time and I just want to keep talking for hours. So what I want to do is um, give you space and time to finish this, how I finish all my podcasts which is a let's go moment. And what that means for me is something you can, someone's listening, you made it this far, thank you, I love you for being here and, and taking in all these nuggets that Noah's offering. Um, if there was something you could leave the audience with, the listener with, that makes them just want to stand up and be like, let's go, I'm ready to take on life, I'm ready to take on these moments, this challenge, the adversity, uh, what is one little nugget of wisdom or mindset that you can offer? I like stories. Okay. So after surviving drug addiction and everything that numerous times over, um, I had gotten into service by working in a rehab. I was working in a high-end rehab in Los Angeles. And I was dealing with some really high-end people. 
and I got lost in service, which we've, you and I have talked about. Mm-hmm. And what happened is we there's something when you're working in a therapeutic community as a counselor and a case manager where you redirect clients. So uh, the redirection combined of if you're sitting outside and you're miserable, I'd be like, let's go inside and get something to eat. Or let's go outside and have a cigarette. Mm-hmm. So I was redirecting. When you can physically pick somebody up out of the area they are and move them to a different location, it quite often changes their mood and their behavior. Yeah. So by doing that for about two years and working there 12 hours a day, six to seven days a week, I ended up in some horrible habits. I was sober, but I was 300 pounds and about to die and smoking four pack cigarettes a day. And I went to the doctor and the doctor said, I have some great news for you. You're not going to feel a thing. And I said, what's that? And he goes, am I getting a shot? And he was like, no, you're not going to feel a thing. You're going to have a heart attack. You're about to have a heart attack. So massive. You're not going to grab your arm. You're not going to grab your your chest. You're not going to feel any pain. You're going to be dead before you hit the ground. And he looked at me and he said, I maybe the last time I see you. So it's been nice knowing you. And I love you and I care about you. And I was like, I walked into the doctor's office. I was like, wow, fuck him. I'm lived forever. I've lived through everything, blah, 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 blah. And so through a crazy set of circumstances, I was going up an escalator uh, about four days later, and it was the opening, it was the hour, the very first hour that Soul Cycle opened in West Hollywood. And I had been tangentially involved with opening Soul Cycle because I was friends with the very first instructor, and I had sent her to New York, and she had helped open Soul Cycle, so I knew what they were. And I walked in in my size 4X t-shirt and my huge, I couldn't. I was so heavy, I couldn't tie my own shoes. Every pair of shoes I owned were slip-on. I would buy Nike SBs because I had an elastic band. And I'm trying to make a long story short. And what happened was I walked in and I asked for the owners. They were like, oh, my God, you're Noah. You're, they called me Papa. And I was like, Would you, thank you so much for sending this person to us. We started our company. And it's great. Are you going to ride today? And I was like, sure. So I was like, sign me up for the 3 o'clock class. So it gave me time to go home, get changed, and come back and I picked a bike by a door that was the front row bike in a corner and I picked that bike because I figured when I died on the bike it would be easy for them to take my body out of the room without interrupting the class as if they were just going to like pause class for a minute carry the dead body out and then continue and I got on that bike and about halfway through class I was riding hard and I was dripping sweat and I was barely keep up and I was like Hold on a second. Am I going to fucking die from being fat? I've survived every imaginable battle possible. Yep. I'm be fucking damned if I'm going to die from eating too many bacon egg McMuffins. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to die trying. So I started riding really hard. And I came back twice the next day and I came back over and over and over again. And it was just that mindset of like, Instead of surrendering and being like, I'm a fat guy and that's all I am and joking about it and covering my face in pictures, it's I changed my mind to I'm going to fight. Yeah. I'm going to take the action. I'm going to continue to take action. I lost 100 pounds in a little over 90 days. And about 30 days after that, they asked me to come to New York and become a soul cycle instructor. It was like to go from you're going to die from a heart attack to do you want to be a fitness instructor in 100 plus days is insane. But it shows you that when anybody, when anyone listening anywhere, when you put your mind to anything, when you make a decision and then you follow it through with consistent action, you can change anything in your life. It's not going to look the way you think it's going to look. It's going to be better. 
I could never have dreamed up being able to come home to New York, be be my parents, be with my friends, be with find the love of my life. All these things, all led for me deciding to not die. Yep, and it's amazing. My last episode, how we finished, was talking about trust and exactly what you just said, which was I could have never ever written it like this. The universe gave you something you couldn't imagine being the way that it is like and you're trusting and like this is my next step your willingness to make a decision and go that's the stuff guys that i think just totally changes the game we live in this the fear of what if what if what if what if i'm nervous of i couldn't but the second you just say fuck it i'm doing it everything shifts and like hearing that story i mean talk about a way to finish I think that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, it might be big in your eyes, small in your eyes, really impactful, totally insignificant. Doesn't matter. If you're ready to shift it, make the decision and just go. Just go. Because you're just you're gonna keep pushing it off until the clock ticks at the final tick and that's it. So shit, man. Thank you. For Thank you, that. Nick. Um, First of many conversations. Absolutely. Where can we find you? How can we get in touch with you? Noah Shaw, N-O-A-S-H-A-W-26 on Instagram. Noah Shaw at Mac.com, M-A-C.com. I'm here to help podcasts. Facebook, Noah Shaw. Give you my phone number if you wanted it. If you call me, if you text me, if you DM me, I'll text you back. He's that type of guy. I'm not shy, and I'm just, I'm here to help. I'm always available to anybody worldwide. Awesome, brother. Thank you so much for being a part of this. You're the man. I look forward to many more beautiful conversations with you guys. If you enjoyed this podcast, I implore you to please. I I don't get anything from this other than the incredible feelings that I get when it ends. So I request that you give it to somebody that you think it could support and, and that it would be meaningful for. That's all I request. Rate, subscribe, share. That's it. Because in order to keep this going, um, and you know, the logistics of that's how life works. I want to I want to build this thing. The stars count. All those comments count. Um, and having other people here, it's huge. So you might save someone's life today by passing this on. I really believe that. So thank you for listening. And I will see you all on the next podcast episode. Peace. Peace. Beautiful. Yo, fam. I want to acknowledge you today for taking leaps and bounds towards a more epic life. Your support and attention is so greatly appreciated and I never take it for granted. Thank you so much for listening. I would love if you would continue to be a part of the Nick Packs Fit fam. So make sure you hit that subscribe button and I'll see you all on the next episode.